When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Howdy y'all, this is Bob Nightingale, America's so-called sweetheart. At least that's what Liam says. I'm not sure about that, but you listen to Pod and Lansdowne. Back like we haven't even left, Jake. Pod and Lansdowne is back once again. Happy Friday, everyone, as you're listening to this. But you're hearing from us because we have some major Breaking news in the world of the Boston Red Sox. I mean, you talk about something that completely turns the tide of not only this season, not only next season, but potentially uh, seasons to come. Some major developments coming from Jersey Street that we just had to hop on and do an emergency podcast for. Uh, Liam is actually at the game tonight, Thursday night, as you're listening to this. We cannot be joined by Liam, but we're joined by the lovely Sophie, uh, Jake's uh, lovely girlfriend here to kind of fill in as a third. But let's uh, cut right to the chase here. Some major news uh, for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, they have placed right-handed pitcher Kenley Jansen on the COVID-19 related injury list. I mean, g- Lord God, carry Jake. Him now. Lord carry him now. Lord, <laughs> COVID's still out there, guys. It is. I, I, yeah, I guess. It really is. Yeah, so take new booster. Who exactly. just had it? Who had it a couple weeks ago? Uh, Bernardino? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So something's happening in that Red Sox bullpen. Yeah, they are coughing business. on door handles. They They're are, kissing. yeah, right. Yep. They're yeah. smooch. Hopefully they have. Uh, what's the Gardasil? Is the uh, the kissing one right? That's the vaccine for that. Isn't that what it is? For kissing? It's a vaccine for kissing. Yeah, I think it prevents against HPV. I think that's just like having a podcast. Well, yeah. Well, oh goodness! Wow, and you invited her on. Wow, that's what actually a pretty good burn there. <laughs> right. I was going to say, well, Jake has the authority for that. I could just mute both of you. It could just be me. Uh, but seriously, though, Heim Bloom, out of here, arrested, 25 to life for Grand Theft Auto and assault with attempt with, with uh, the intent to murder. He took um, the cow. He took the cow. Folks, he took the cow. No. Uh, Heim Bloom has been dismissed, relieved of his duties, fired by the Boston Red Sox, no longer the head honcho of the front office, no longer, what was it, the president of baseball operations was his official title. Right? So, yeah. it's no longer here anymore. Jake, 
I'll, I'll give it right to you. I'll give it to you straight. And Sophie as well. How are we feeling? Well, Fitz, as a, as a wise man once said, there's actually zero difference between good and bad things. <laughs> you fucking morons. <laughs> so that's probably where the truth lies, I would say, somewhere in there. But, um, oh, gosh, I don't know, man. I Initial thoughts, I was genuinely, you know what? It's like I was surprised, but I wasn't. I thought I would be more surprised, if that makes sense. I was like pretty when the, surprised. When the news hit, I was like, oh, yeah, all right. Because did we not it, – it, Jesus, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning. But, like, earlier this week, didn't we say – or was it maybe the week prior where he said, like, Haim gets, like, one more year here and then he might I be shown the door. Right? I thought he would. I could, I could have definitely 100% foreseen a world where Haim Bloom, in 12 months from now, was no longer the, the head of the front office, no longer the president of baseball ops for the Red Sox. I could not have seen it being two weeks <laughs> from when we had said that. You know what I mean? And then we sit here, um, and, and he's gone. I, I, so in that regard, yeah, I am surprised. I, I genuinely am surprised. I did not think it was going to happen before season's end. I thought he was going to have one more year. Um, but, no, I've been wrong about a lot of things in my life, and I'll be wrong about a whole lot of other things going forward. Uh, so just add I've this to the list. I've never been wrong, so this is interesting for me. <laughs> Sophie, how does it feel to be with someone who's you know just now wrong for the first time? <clears throat> Thank you for asking. <laughs> I have prepared a statement. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Wow. Not about that, but I was waiting for my in. Oh, so th- uh, this is our <laughs> Jewish correspondent, Sophie. Well, you're Jewish as well, Jake, right? Well, half. I'm, no, he I'm, lies when it is um, most I'm advantageous. Ju- I, yeah, I'm Jewish when it's convenient. Mother's side, though, right? Isn't yes. that the big it's one? It's in my blood. <clears throat> <laughs> That's going to oh, spike, wow, sorry. Look at this, Fitz. Look at this. Thank you, Mr. Mopenya. In anticipation of this moment, I have prepared a statement. Sorry for the spikes in the audio. I am profoundly saddened, nay, sickened, by the events that unfolded today, Thursday, September 14th, 2023. A day that will live in infamy as one of the darkest ever for Red Sox Nation and for the American Jewish community. I don't say this lightly, but I know that it is my duty to shine a light on injustice when I see it. And frankly, Jesus Christ. the world has not seen an anti-Semitic, bigoted hate crime oh! of this magnitude <laughs> since a certain 5'9 mustache man. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no. It is now 7.30 p.m. and I have had a couple hours to contemplate and reflect on this tragedy. Still went with the Addy reference. And friends... Some striking parallels have emerged. (laughs) The 2023 Boston Red Stockings are in absolute hell. We know this. But do you know who else was in hell? The German Republic in 1932. Where they lost World War I, we lost Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, and of course, Kike Hernandez. And folks, if you take away the accent in Kike... Well, Mm. anyway, constituencies of both societies were angry. They felt they deserved to be amongst the most powerful and successful of their peers. Scrambling, those in power realized that if they were to win the people's favor, they would need to shift the blame. Simply put, they needed a scapegoat. 
Quick question. Can I can I interject real quick? No. Where do, where does the beer hall push uh, fit into all of this? What 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 analogy is that is that a part of? Have we thought that? That deep would into be it? the twenty twenty one ALCS. Okay, continue. And well, both the red. You don't need to be that close to the mic. It's a good microphone. Why are you interrupting my speech? <laughs> yeah, you, don't, you didn't have to. <laughs> and well, both the Boston Red Sox organization and the Federal Republic of Germany in 1930 settled on the same answer. The Jews. <laughs> Today, my heart hurts. I find the actions of this organization to be reprehensible, utterly shameless, and in complete disregard of the team's overall well-being. Heim Bloom is a patriot. He is a scholar. He took a nothing farm and transformed it into one of the greatest in Red Sox history. Yet still, because of his Jewish that in, heritage, the one in sixteen was pretty, pretty special, Jake. The twenty sixteen farm. Yet still, because of his Jewish heritage, allegedly, he was unceremoniously let go. Why? Because John Henry will do anything in his power to drive the Red Sox further into the ground, and also because he doesn't like Jews. Dave Chappelle, wrap it up button. (laughs) (laughs) There is no defending this action. And with Theo out of the running, there is not a single remotely logical justification for today's events. The Boston Red Sox should be ashamed. Thank you. I will now take questions. So, Jake, the the point is, I I feel like I've always been a Heim centrist because... Yeah, you know, know, I was kind of part of the Bluminati, but I understand. I, I, you know, the last. Uh, listen, I would say this this trade deadline a little bit kind is of. Is there an earthquake pushed... going on at, at, at no, your? <laughs> this trade deadline had a. Uh, you know who else? Hit, you know who else hit the table many times when I'm making an emphatic point, that Sophie would bring up in her letter. I'm sure. Adel. Well, didn't have to say it, but there you go. <laughs> Some of your listeners you don't, probably you do aren't not have to speak directly into the microphone. <laughs> I, I need my voice to be heard. Are you trying to silence me as a woman? <laughs> um, yeah, Fitz. I. All right, let's break it down. I, I think, uh, you know, he the the good rebuilt the farm. There's no denying that. And I'd say it about uh, ends there, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the thing. The, 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 some of the shots he took, the low stakes one did end up panning out. Some of them didn't, but that that's the nature of the deals that they were. They were low risk with potentially pretty solid reward. And of course, yeah, rebuilt the farm system. It, it, there was a point made on the Over the Monster emergency episode with Dan and Brian that that's just a virtue of him sitting on basically all of his prospects. I Disagree to an extent. He's made him in the front office made some pretty good draft picks over the last couple of years. Marcel Meyer, like even out of the picture, like they were able to still develop the the uh, the farm system in in solid ways outside of that. Here is my general sort of takeaway from all of this. On one hand, I think it's a little unfair to him to be like, okay, like, well, you traded away Mookie Betts, you came in to do that. Gave him a couple years to rebuild that farm system and kind of build it from there. 
and then for him to not be able to see you know the the fruits of those labors that kind of that, that kind of bites for high and bloom i feel for him in that regard mm-hmm. on the other hand i think there have been multiple instances now where the team has been on the precipice of making a late season run and that huge blockbuster sort of deal that could really push them over the top uh, did not come to fruition. You could argue Kyle Schwarber in 21. Sure, fine. But even then, he only got him at a discount because he was on the injured list, right? Bloom has not shown in his tenure, or had not shown because it's over, the tenure's over, had not shown that he was ready to go all in on the team. You could argue that that's the right idea, that that's the wrong idea, one way or the other, but that is true. He has not pushed his chips in to, to you know to the extent of how good of an idea that is or how bad of an idea that is. That's up for you to decide. Well, yeah, I mean, is that really – can that be considered any sort of knock on Heim when none of the Red Sox teams during his tenure deserve to be – went all in on that 21 team i mean came two wins away from the world series and even this team was like a game or two outside of the yeah. wild card well, accidentally the wasn't that good they, they won a world championships accidentally in 2013 you know so here's where i'm at here's where i'm at i think that they were looking down the pipeline of these next say you say seven months whatever sure. six months of like this is you know it's we're ready to push the chips in and they looked at Heim's Track trade record. history, yeah, and they said that's not good enough. Basically, they were like, "You're not that guy uh, for the, for what we need to do now." And you know, is it a little fucked up that they were like, "Okay, rebuild the farm, and then we're gonna show you the door"? Yeah, I mean, it's a cold world, but uh, it's an evil world we live in to quote future. Yeah, cold world, bundle up, but um, it's also like. He lost a good amount of trades. I mean, I'm not going to – I I defended him often, but almost every trade he made, like, outside of Vas- the Vasquez I was going to say the Vasquez one was a very good deal. Yeah. Well, let's run through them. Yeah, no, I mean – No, we, we don't Mookie. have time to run through all the trades. No, 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 <laughs> the, big like, ones, the big the ones. The big ones. Okay. Mookie, bad. Uh, 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 an absolute loss, but however many times over. It doesn't be... matter. He still – Guys not, get traded at the deadline. Not going to relitigate this. The Benintendi trade, fine, I guess. I mean, he still like won a gold glove and a silver slugger after he left. I, I, even, I would even, at, at worst, I'd call that a wash because even like Winkowski's a solid pitcher. Benintendi, yeah. yeah, he had that good year with Kansas City, but hasn't really done a ton ever since going yeah. to New York. You know, uh, The Renfro trade, a complete fucking disaster. Yeah. What was that deal for him? For JBJ and two prospects. Yeah, that hurt. Taking mm. on all the JBJ money. That was an f- absolute disaster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Benellis and David Hamilton. Um, yeah. And then, you know, and, 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 and Fitz, a great quote. A great quote. A wrong decision is often better than indecision. And I think that's pretty much the indictment on Heim. No? A lot of indecision. Yeah, because we keep talking about oh, it's a great farm system, and it is. It, it is, but we you, not all these guys are going to be developer, you know, developed to be big league players on the Red Sox. It just yeah. that's just the fact of it. I hate but to say the obvious. That. I, that's that's one thing. I think the other end of it is we we've heard for like two years now about certain deals that didn't get done. Yeah, and this isn't even this isn't even interest kings, baby. Yeah, this isn't. Excuse me, like. 
the smear campaign because we've known about a lot of these for a while. Like there was the we heard about the Paxton thing at the de- at um this most recent deadline. They said no, no, that's not good enough. Uh, last year there was uh, I believe there was offers for JD on the table and they weren't good enough. Um, I mean, last deadline I think was when I, that was when I began to kind of sour a little, at least a little bit, because I still think he bungled that to the point of like. Yeah, trying to half buy, half like sell. You know what I mean? It was a whole <laughs> no, thing. That's, that was actually a great move. The the Deekman for Reese was. Yeah, I, I thought that was <laughs> okay. Career, but uh, legacy. But building. I mean, you could no, you really cranked that out. one out. You could have cashed out if you knew you weren't going to pay Xander. If, if you knew Nate was going to walk, JD, you uh, you clearly never had interest in retaining anyway. I mean, these people had value at the deadline. But you also have to consider the, and I know that like his job is to ignore the fans for the most part. But imagine the absolute uproar if he had actually if he had traded Mookie and then proceeded to get rid of JD, Nate, etc. All the folks you. Like, I didn't even think at that point it, would, it was kind well, of. Well, it's like I mean, being a GM there. is what have you done for me lately? You know, and it's like, yeah. would, would have it would it have been bad the second half of last year and then maybe the first half of this year? But then they then those prospects would probably start to arrive, and you would see. I mean, you're just boosting three months of of uh, like a vitriol. I mean, they they all walked anyway. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really matter. And Haim uh, has also made moves where he he's kind of thrown the human element out of it, like for the sake of like brass tacks. Does does this make sense for baseball? Because the Vasquez deal hundred yeah, percent made sense and it worked. But that situation, the human it's aspect cool. of the Vasquez thing, that pissed off a lot of guys in that clubhouse. I think. And Haim yeah, has, has <laughs> Heim had shown, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know what you want to call it. I don't think it's a complete disregard of the human element of it, but I think he outweighed, you know, the the, the stuff in between the lines more than that. I think so. To say that you know he would have, you know, paid a ton of mind to the emotional aspect of training a JD away or an Evaldi last year. I don't know if I totally buy that sort of point. I don't know if that makes any sense of what I'm saying, but you picking up what I'm putting down here a little I bit. I don't even know that it was is him though, because we know that John Henry is susceptible to bullying, and I think that that which I think scary. this move might very well be. I think people are kind of getting in. Well, <laughs> that, that I completely agree. I, I do think that it is him listening to the overall the going on Twitter and seeing what people are saying and trying to make people happy because it is not logical, but that is besides the point. In my opinion, I, I think that the Heim was put in a nearly impossible position with an ownership that was full of so many contradicting opinions and mandates for him that made his job utterly impossible, uh, both with the uh, resistance towards big payouts, but also with the what was clearly a very inconsistent strategy and ideology. Well, that, that's just that's the- Fenway Sports Group in general. Every four, you no, know, oh. I was thinking about this on the drive-in, Jake. They just give four-year tenures to their general managers yeah. or yeah, president of baseball ops been. past Theo. It's all been four years, yeah. right? Charrington four, Deal and Dave four, Heim four. Well, you bring so or, my my thing today was I. How can I? Okay. So 2020, I think every, we all kind of throw that one out. That's whatever. Yeah. You know? 21, you, 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 you do accidentally go to the ALCS. And then it's like, okay, 
let's you take stock there and then the next two years i mean for the most part have been disasters like i don't i mean it's not i didn't think they were going to win the world series either the last two years but if you're a little smarter with the the those short deals you hand out like i don't think another playoff push would have been ridiculous i mean i saw a tweet today fitz listen to this Yoshida, Kike Hernandez, Christian Arroyo, Trevor Story, Corey Kluber, Caleb Ort, Jolie Rodriguez, and Richard Blyer counted for $69 million against nice. the Red Sox CBT this season. And Fitz, zero of them were worth one war. That's not nice. The number was nice, but the zero war number, not nice. Yeah, I mean, that money, that money can be... I mean, they could. They, he made Corey Kluber the, the opening day starter. This yeah, year. like the dude was not. <laughs> yeah, listen, if you're anti Heim, that's your, that's your grand to, opening no, grand closer right there. <laughs> to Heim's credit, he was, I think, pretty good at at evaluating evaluating um, position players. Like, I don't have a ton of quality. undervalued positional guys. I mean, yeah. to, Turner has been a revelation for this for this yeah. offense for an offense even, that has had its ups and downs. I mean, you know, uh, the Vaz trade, he clearly saw something in Abreu and, yep. and Valdez. Both can hit. I mean, that's not – I've certainly – but it's like the pitching, I think that really is what ultimately probably lost him the job. I mean, from the get-go of pitching this year. But last year was bad too. Yeah, right? I mean, it, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to build a starting rotation, but it's – you are – I mean, the Red Sox did not act poor with Bloom as, as their – CBO. They they acted. They were more shrewd than they had been under Dombrowski. Definitely more shrewd. But I mean, they what were they twelfth this year? Like that's money to spend. On yeah, but decent. but as Passon pointed out, the fully unlucky as well with injuries. More so last year than this year, but no. I mean, well, they were this year too, but a little bit. But, but even I mean, listen, then, they, they, that excuse they, only that excuse only carries you so far. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, like well. I well, guess- there's their top three going into the season had a combined age of like 36 or 35. I mean, it was your top. Three so some of that's on the on the front office. Average. Then why are you going into the, with with that as the as the rotation? That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you, if your top three in the Lord's year of 2023 is Chris Kluber, Chris or Corey Kluber, Chris Sale, and James <laughs> Paxson, I don't know what you expect, frankly. That's what I'm, that's what I mean. The, well, so at the beginning of the season, and I will continue to defend Heim, but at the beginning of the season, <laughs> none we were excited about most all, all three of those pitchers. I mean, I think really we were excited about. Them. I, 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 but, I, I, I think that's revisionist that's history. That is, that is not true. <laughs> one more quick point. Okay. One more quick point to what you brought up about the spending money about being eleventh in spending this year. Then we have to take a quick step aside for commercial break. Then we'll be right back into it. Um, Passon pointed out the four years we won championships, Jake, in the top three of spending, and they're 11th this year. Like, I understand that's – it's not chump change. It's not nothing, but – Well, if, I, if it's, I'll rebuttal to that real quick. I don't think Heim needed a championship in his tenure to, to save his job and get a second. No, I don't think so either, but – What's I mean, coming up I on think, potentially three out of four last place finishes yeah, in one – Yeah, it's hard to spin you know, three last place – Like, insanity I mean, run. That's, yeah. Yeah, uh, but a last place finish in the AL East. A last place finish in the AL East is... That's the division you're in. You've, they've been in it for that's, 25 you know, years. I don't know. I Sophie, mean, you know who hangs their hat on that? Saying, well, is the AL East? The team that finishes last in the AL East. That's the team that will hang their hat on that. The other four are going to say, yeah, I still finished last. Still last place. Yeah. You know? Let me, let's take a quick step aside here for a quick ad, and then we'll be right back. We're back. Pawn on Lansdowne. Jake... 
fits Sophie. It was a it was a quick one. Yeah, because <laughs> wasn't ready for that. Yeah. They, so here here's the thing. Let, let's bring this back into John Henry because John Henry, and I'm paraphrasing here. I don't have the quote in front of me. Hate um, Jews. <laughs> I, I heard the same thing actually. That's so crazy. Marry him more and more, aren't you? Um, Allegedly, he said with the with this announcement. He said that this is a change of direction for the organization again every Wait, four he years. Today? He, he I'm being released a statement. In a statement. Oh, in a statement. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> he was not at the press conference. No, yeah, no, 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 like, no, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa! I tweeted this I, to kind of, you know, br- quickly change a quote from Omar from the Wire. Uh, worrying about John Henry no showing at a press conference is like wondering if the sun's going to come up. Of course he. He skipped town on this. Of course, he left it to his. He, he, of course, he left it to Smithers, Sam Can, Sam Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Oh, hi, Bloom, sir. Sir, you're a president of baseball operations. <laughs> Bloom, hey, how how remember that name? But you're quite good at turning me on. <laughs> um, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. But um, Henry released in the statement. He said, "This is a." Again, paraphrasing, change of direction for the organization, which, again, every four years, it's like the Olympics. It feels like this happens. The final testament of the Heim Bloom era, again, this is coming from a Heim centrist. I'm not full-on Bluminati. I'm not full-on, you know, Heim hater. I get both sides of it at times. The final testament of the Bloom era is going to be, start to be set in stone this offseason in the sense that, like, what prospects are going what prospects are saying, what moves are being made, the moves that Heim Bloom would not be making. Because I can't imagine they're going to have a guy who has the same sort of, you know, transactional philosophy as Heim Bloom. I think they're going to try to make big splashes this offseason, trade deadline if they're in it, and going into the 25 season as well, if they are full on going to be changing their organizational philosophy. With that said, um, I believe Ed Hand tweeted this don't get attached to any prospects. Uh, in the system right now. There is a world where Anthony is traded. There is a world where, you know, one of the top pitching guys, Nick York, gets traded. There is a world where Marcelo gets traded. I don't think that happens, but... A very it, bad world. It, yeah, I would not want that to happen, but I think you're going to see some big shakeups and big splashes um, coming into Boston this offseason because I think the team, and more specifically Henry, is, A, sick of, you know, standing idly, Maybe they want to spend some more money, which we've been begging them to do for a long time, thank God. And B, and again, not to keep bringing up the Over the Monster podcast that released on Thursday, yesterday as you're listening to this on Friday, I think John Henry has been embarrassed the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, it's it's frustrating and it feels childish to be to have this team be at the whim of someone who is just so caught up in his public perception because I I truly don't think personally that the Red Sox necessarily needed a complete change in direction because when I looked at the future when we looked at the future of the Red Sox we were excited the next year's Red Sox team because of Haim is exciting and so to say that we need a complete general philosophy switch and the Red Sox need to go in a different direction I don't necessarily feel is fair and so then if you're going to be just kind of like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks because you want to do something big and you want to make a change because you've gotten you know shit for the past couple of years that is that doesn't feel like a thought out calculated or at all intelligent way to move forward john henry doesn't do a whole lot of thought out things when it comes to the red sox front yeah. office to be I fair guess, this is... I, guess, 
I guess my my after a couple hours of thinking about it, it's like I I don't know if if Heim. I think he did like fine. Like I I, I do I, to a point. I do he did exactly what he was asked to do coming in. Get under the tax, try to get something for Mookie, and try to win while spending efficiently. That's what he. Yeah. He didn't. Well, he tried to. He win. did that, that, though. That's what yeah, I'm saying. At he the end of the day, it wasn't all, enough. Really. Yes. I mean, it's so, three. Left again, I get both sides like, of this. I get both sides. That's what I'm saying. So on I, the fence I think here. it's like I think to be super pissed that he's gone is probably a little dramatic because it's like I didn't. I don't think he was like crystal clear. I mean, in, shit. Your your lovely GF just wrote a, you know the, the fucking riot act. <laughs> right I think dramatic as a compliment, actually. <laughs> I just, I, like, he's fucked up a couple times, and it's, you know. But he's made some uh, great calls as well. But Yeah, it's... like when he traded Kike. He fucked up. <laughs> well, paying Kike, would, some would call the fuck up the first time. But the second time, I mean. Um, I, uh, I get, yeah, it's just like, this is annoying, but I don't think you can make a real judgment call until you see who they hire. I that's mean, what I'm saying. obvious. Right? The, the full testament, because people are going to be quick to say, oh, it was, a, it, was a, it was a bad idea. Oh, it was a great idea. He should have been gone. Again, with the assets, the farmhands that has been acquired under the Bloom era, seeing what that results in will give the final testament of the Bloom era. Sherrington left. They shouldn't have fired him. Before. But, like, was he going to be able to make that jump? Yeah, I that's don't my thing, know. Fitz. I mean, you. I don't this know. This sounds. This. This is cold. Like this, du- I am completely ignoring the fact that he's like a living, breathing human being. But it's like <laughs> he did—he did the dirty work, you know. And it's like, okay, great. And now I don't think you lose out pulling the plug. Now I guess it, it's—it's it's like you throw someone out. in there who who has paid who. Ha- well, again, I don't even know who's fucking. Dombrowski Dale. comes back. <laughs> D- Deal and Dave Dombr- comes yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, let him bring him home. Well, that's the thing is what you're losing out on is the potential for further benefit from having Heim, of of seeing what comes next year. Realizing but we don't. That we don't know what the next step of Heim is. If there even is a next step. Would well, he be I, I, a guy absolutely. who spends in the top five, top three, goes well over the over the the threshold to ensure that this is a championship contending I mean, team? Well, I don't know if that's Heim there. The last four years is like his mo was do not trade these good prospects for major league talent, and it's and like, it set the team up I, in a whole sort of sense for that. Yeah. I'm saying, but but that was his. <laughs> he had to be the fall guy mm-hmm. as far as like don't. I mean, uh, the CBO does not draft like there's teams behind CPO chief business officer or C what is it oh chief base I, I thought you were talking about the competitive balance tax I thought so you said CBO but I guess that Wait, also makes sense I was thinking community-based organization right chief yeah CBO I thought you were like, trying to say like, CBT teams. never mind continue <laughs> there's teams that that put these drafts together put these international signings together so like ultimately that's not that like you're not screwed because you fired Heim as far as acquiring that talent that uh, to start out. It's the the G. Excuse me. The GM. You're very I would say today. Ultimately, is like the free agent signings and the trades. And frankly, I don't know. I don't think he did a great job at either Yoshi? of those. I don't know. Jury's out. 
yeah, I mean, it. I think a solid year from Yoshi. There's things to improve on, though. Yeah. I mean, you look at... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 just, I... I think that what he was really good at is was signing the people that people... And, and you said that. He, he caught the undervalued guys. But I think that is probably what I... Some, not even all, but some of the shots he took worked. Yeah. And I, I think when you have an ownership that is putting very strict limits on specific asset aspects of your job, that is the most valuable possible trait in a successful GM is being able to catch those undervalued guys. It's like Moneyball, kind of. Um, not sure. saying that Heim did Moneyball. But again, to, to borrow a, a quote again they wanted from, Moneyball. from Dan. No, they, it, didn't. they didn't win the World they Series. They did not they win were, the World they, Series. They were making the playoffs in Moneyball. They still haven't yeah. won the World Series <laughs> under him. Um, again, it, it's not. I'm not trying to make this the entire just rehash of what Brian and Dan brought up, but Dan brought up a great point like the greatest dan secator our um editor-in-chief over at over the monster who also had an emergency oh, yes, uh episode you're, you're yeah you guys are broski you get, go drinking every tuesday totally. you know dear golfing friend, on the weekends friends, um Father-in-law the, the, the 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 best asset that the red sox have is their ability to spend and finding that value you know that you know Diamond in the rough kind of guy. That's half of course, it's great. It's half the battle, but of course, that's great to have. At some point, the chips have to be pushed into the table, and I think Bloom is a guy who's a bit wary of that, for right, wrong, or indifferent. We're getting to the point now with the Red Sox where it's like, okay, farm system's very strong. You've got controllable assets. Casas, you don't have to pay for a while. If you want Durand in the fold for a while, you're not going to have to pay him for a while. Story's on a fair enough of a value if he's and if he ends up being healthy and he can step. Well, fuck, you know, I mean, that, take, that's another. Take, th- I mean, the one. Well, he has to he has to rebound in 24 to be fair for that to work. Kind of a dud so far. It, it, yeah, right. That's one thing. Characterization. It's not. He fucking tore his elbow and sucked ass. But and they they knew the elbow was an issue. That's why he got him at that price. Now, if he ends up playing well, then it could be a value. That's my point. But the point. But you you've got Devers locked up. Um, you've got other guys like Bayer you don't have to pay for a while. Sale will be coming off the books. You're in a fine financial situation with a strong farm. What are you going to do with that? Because you also, those young guys who are controllable, are more pieces of the team. <laughs> Listen to everybody. <laughs> well, I, I'm willing to concede that there's an argument for getting rid of Heim. What I am frustrated Just wrote a letter for the guy. I did not think you were going to say that. Yeah, that's but crazy. Right? I, I think that like in the grand scheme of things, there is an argument for trading Heim. I do not think trading there Heim. is a... All right, sorry. Getting <laughs> rid of Heim. I Mansplaining. Do not think there is an argument for getting rid of Heim now. I think if you look at the Red Sox and where they are at and you take it up to a higher level, is Haim really the problem this season? Is that really what is... This season, I actually think, is the biggest indictment on Haim. Like, I, like I, think, I think before defense this year... Defense was so dog shit. The defense that we rolled yeah, out in I this rotation, this we rolled year, out It was much shit. easier to be like, okay, like, they've been rebuilding. And it's like, but, but you have your... I mean, the middle of your lineup... That's like a playoff. I don't not again. They're not like a World Series team, anyway. But like, Casas, Devers, Turner, um, that should like win you more solid games enough. Yeah, than it has. I mean, the pitching was so fucking bad this year. Yeah, and the defense. Yeah. The defense is like staggeringly bad. I just don't. Yeah, I, I genuinely mean, think it was the worst defensive team I've seen in my lifetime for the Red Sox. Yeah. I don't I don't think that's an exaggeration. No. 
I just, uh, Fitz, like I said, more, mis more, hold on, I've got the quote right here. A wrong decision is, is better than, more is lost by indecision than wrong decision, Fitz. There you go. And I think that was the risk they were not willing to take this offseason, I guess. That's what it ultimately comes down to. I think it's like, they couldn't really, you're fucked if you're bad again next year. A quick sidebar, I've learned a lot about the process of podcasting by being on today, and I've found that one of the core tenets of putting together a podcast is looking up tweets you saw earlier and Googling quotes so that yeah. you can um, oh, you we know, don't share Google them the and quotes sound smarter than you are. <laughs> I, I, um, I, uh, yeah, I think they just, you know, I, I actually looked at this a couple days ago. The Red Sox have not missed the playoffs three years in a row since the 90s. God. No, 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 there was one. We we discussed this. There was one run. It, it, like, I, this is not. This I don't is, even 10, think 10, 10 11, 12. Set, 10, 11, was. 12 was the okay, last Okay, so there you go. Still bad. Um, yeah. But still a long time. Then, they, then they won a World Series the next year. So, I mean, yeah, but, right. Bodes well for next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, you know, you can't, you really, and even the 2010 team was. That team was legitimately decimated by injuries, and then 11, you know, that was a good team until it wasn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think, uh, I think, it, I think more than anything, they decided, ownership decided that he was not that guy to, to handle this very important offseason. Yeah, right? be because, I mean, of his, because of his track record. I think we're on yeah, the same page with that. That's the... Uh, and That's again, I, I, I think as much as people want to rush to the judgment, which I understand, I think the final verdict of the Bloom era will be dictated on, okay, what prospects worked, what prospects didn't work. Because the defenders will always point to that, oh, he built up the farm. Okay, so what was done with that? Anyone come up and become That's a huge true. difference maker? What if they maker? come up and they suck? Were some of those guys packaged for you know this work workhorse ace for the next couple of years that this team desperately needs. What if they're done? So, so much is going to be done over this offseason and, you know, the trade deadline next year and a couple offseasons to come even where we're going to feel the ramifications of what was done and what was not done by Bloom in the next couple of years. So I don't think his story is completely written much to other people's, you know, I, I think people would disagree with that, and that's fine. You don't have to agree with that. That's just, this is my take on the situation. Hence why he should not yet have been <laughs> fired. Do you, a lot of people are speculating that this was a, um, I, I say a lot, I saw it once or twice, so I don't want to say that this that is a huge an thing. That it's hate crime? <laughs> well, I was going to say, I know your take on, on the matter. Uh, no, that's actually the pretty common consensus. <laughs> I think, if you look it up there, it's trending. Um, yeah. But, um, some people thought it was a Heim or Cora deal. Do do you buy that? Because I don't. Uh, I don't buy that at all, no. really, because I think it's not like, you know, they could fire both. What teams have done that before? Yeah. I, you if know, you really wanted not... to start over with, you know, <laughs> yeah, a fresh it's not slate, like a ridiculous right? idea. Yeah. No. Um, and then some people think, oh, well, Cora is going to pull a Brad Stevens and go upstairs and be the president of baseball ops. I don't buy that either. I don't think that that's. I don't think that's no. going to happen. I really don't think Cora played a part in this at all, frankly. No. Maybe he... No, yeah. I, no. I, I don't think just... so. I mean, I'm sure he was advised on it, but <laughs> I, I don't know if his <laughs> yeah. take was... You know, I if just... his opinion was being taken into account. Yeah, Fitz. I mean, like I said uh, three short days ago, two short days ago, I'm exhausted. 
And you know this what? It's an exhausting time to be a Red But Sox you know fan. what? I actually, uh, uh, for this specific instance, Jake, I I sort of disagree with you because I we are finally over the major Heim discourse, especially online. The, no, we're not. The, well, the, we will. No, we we're are, not. We are no, on, we will be. We are on the path to being. We're, we're on. We're on the last eighteen here. We're on yeah. whole eighteen of it. Yes. Basically, it's yes. going to be over. The last eighteen. The whole, I, the whole soon thing enough. The you know you get my point. The the the, the anti bloom people are going to stop saying oh the blooming out of this the blooming out of there blah, 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 blah. Um, the people who are so strikingly pro- similar to the anti semitic rhetoric. Me doing that or the the other people. Well, the people you are imitating, not you yourself. Mr. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I was like, whoa, whoa. No, um, and then the people who are so overly pro Heim Bloom won't be coming onto this podcast in reading out the Declaration of Independence uh, on the show. Uh, can we? I, <laughs> but, but, I want to go back to the idea of Cora Brad Stevens ingot. Um, all set. Do, wait, sorry, do you know what that means? Going up, taking the role of mansplaining. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, well, you, oh, you know managers. Follow uh, Celtics like name that, right? name forty five no, managers who have turned into GMs. Yeah, no, no. Speak, talk about a trash organization. Yeah, Celtics in the gutter now that Grant Williams is gone. It's pretty devastating. If he hit uh, both, maybe he would have stayed. My my statement didn't. was like four pages longer for that one, but um, <laughs> I, I I here's a scenario. Well, first of all. Honestly, I, I think that it would be very interesting because he the way he does the relationship building, like he flies to like Puerto Rico to talk to players, and he's I think that he would have an interesting take on it. But you can't more do that if point, you're a GM. It has to be impersonal. That's like everyone says that. No, I don't like that. I reject that. Um, and okay. I, then then that would open up the position of manager for Gabe Kapler. And then you would rectify the anti-Semitism, ha- bring a Jew back to the Red Sox I was going to say, speaking bring of... Bring a sexy Jew back to the Red Sox Whoa! organization. And finally, Ow! finally have someone like, so- someone who is a little politically active in the positive <laughs> way in the organization. I think that's a perfect scenario. And, um, of course a good guy, on, as far as I can I tell. I think you should move forward in that uh, direction. Thanks. So back to what I was saying, like, <laughs> at some point, th- this discourse is finally going to run, it's no pun intended, it's yeah, course. 20, what, 2040 or so? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe this Marcella is just... Marcella Meyer fucking retires. Yeah, maybe this is, this is just the beginning, the yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but I don't know. That That's basically kind of all I have to say on the matter, Jake. Do you have anything, any, any final thoughts before we, we just, call it an episode? Uh, I just hope... Uh... I, well, I'll tell you what. I've I met Heim twice. Lovely man. I mean, just on a, from a personal standpoint. And you'll hear yeah. you'll hear that from anybody. Even all the yeah. I've ever, everyone has said yeah. He's a good guy. Yep. He like stays. And he'll land on his feet to too. He'll land on his feet. He'll end up with some organization. I, I tweeted and this he'll... immediately after the, the the firing. It's like I think he he is a good GM. Um, I just, I don't think he's cut out to be like one of those five or six major market GMs. Aww. If that you know, and it's like that's fine. There's 25 other teams. I adore him. Um, but I'm trying I to think like where his perfect, like where he would be a perfect GM for, right? right at this point in time, like uh, like s- like Cincinnati or something. No, there aren't Jews in Cincinnati. There's sure there's plenty of Jews in Cincinnati. The Mets. Well, he doesn't. He, well, yeah, but he plays no. bloom ball. That's but the whole if, thing. If, if he couldn't do Boston, there's no way he could do Queens. There's yeah. No way. Uh, maybe like. Uh, 
Kansas City. Yeah, okay, yeah, one of the no that I don't I that that <laughs> Sophie's run like shit. there. I'm sure there is. Uh, maybe like uh, maybe like uh, maybe like Pittsburgh. <laughs> Get rid of Sherrington. There. Well, Sherrington's there, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I, it's out of character to not have a Jewish. Oh God, can you imagine how devastating it would be if the next GM wasn't Jewish? What would Dave do? Dombrowski wasn't Jewish? Yeah, but he didn't count. I mean, he's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Oh, after think. Well, the <laughs> good news is, is after Judge's Grand Slam, Devers did just hit a home run. So it was a one run, and we're still losing. But <laughs> well, Fitz, I don't, I don't know about you. Said. I'm I'm all for losing out at this point. Lose out in funny fashion. That's yeah, yeah, what I yeah. say. Get have fun pick. with it. Go, go out, you little rascals. The Sox have make your Looney Tunes errors hit on on most of their first rounders the last few years, Even, especially Teal, right? Teal, Marcelo, fucking uh, uh, Mikey Romero. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, a bit scattered brained tonight, but uh, it's a big night for the Sox, big day, and yeah. um, I'm scared, frankly. Nah, you can't kill me now. It's you know. Can't kill a man who's already been down. But I'll tell you what, I'll be there. I'll be there opening day next year, Fitz. I mean, they, I'll keep drinking that garbage. You know what? And if the next GM brings Bobby Dahl back back to Boston, oh, there it is. Go. Took forty <laughs> took forty four minutes to get there, yep. but we finally did. So, all right, that's gonna do it. Emergency episode there for you. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back for our regular episode Wednesday morning. Until then. That's Sophie. That's Jake. Want to do the grid fits? I'm, I'm, <laughs> right? I don't even think you I did wanna, it You want to crank it out? Want to do speed grid? <laughs> right? Uh, like People love the grid. Running. I'll do it right now. Let's do it. You want to do it? For Jake, it's for easy. Sophie, I'm Fitz. You've been you. Thanks for listening. Oh, let's do the grid fits. On lands down. Again, we'll talk to you next week. Until then, go socks and obey your mother. Obey your mother. Sophie has to say it. I know. He just ignored me. Oh, okay. Sophie, you have to say obey your mother. Say obey your mother. No, I'm not going to say that. You have to. We, we can't end the show until you do. You're never coming back if you don't say it. That's probably best for my career. Yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> just end the episode. Obey your mother. Please let me come back. <laughs>
enjoyed the great season, have fun, and knowing that better times are ahead for the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, there you mother!